0: Welcome to episode number 43 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and information about everything Marvel, from comics to video games, movies to toys, and more. I am Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Associate Producer Blake Garris, joined by...
1: Intern Kristen Maldonado.
0: And we are sans Ben Morse for the majority of this podcast, because he's sick... So, Kristen's going to be talking about some of the books this week, along with Blake and myself. I have been traveling around the world, literally around the world, for the past two weeks. I've been to Baton Rouge and New Orleans, Louisiana. I've been to Los Angeles on two separate occasions. I've been to Australia, and I'm back here in New York. We'll get to some of that stuff later. My brain's a little out of it, but everybody's been holding down the fort, doing fun stuff, Lots of craziness, I assume, has been going on in my absence, and I think it's just time to dive right into the books for the week of August 22nd, 2012. I guess I'll be starting us off with Amazing Spider-Man number 692. This is the 50th anniversary issue for Amazing Spider-Man. I'll get to the stories first, but in the back, there's a little note, there's a missive in the book. Somewhere in this book, about 50 years ago, all these things happened. And 50 years ago, the world's greatest superhero was unleashed in the pages of Amazing Fantasy number 15. And it was cover dated in August to the original Spidey's first appearance. Probably hit the stands in June. But we're doing it in June because we're Marvel. We do what we want. In this issue, you've got a bunch of stories. You've got the first page, which is an origin tale. Basically... The nuts and bolts of who Spider-Man is and how he came to be, written by Fred Van Lente, with art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Janson, and Dandy Dean White. Then, first story, the main story of the book, written by Dan Slott, art by Umberto Ramos. It introduces a new character named Alpha and takes some of the steps that Peter Parker took. And he was a bit of an outcast and shunned and teased and picked on, and whatever. And a science accident gives him extraordinary powers. And you know, what does someone do with those powers. Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker didn't take the best road at first. He you know, he was kind of a jerk and was out for himself and learned a, a very important lesson and he did the words of his uncle a little too late and then he became the man he is through a lot of craziness and, and pain. But this new guy, Alpha, has to go through some of his own learning experiences, and thankfully Spider-Man is there to try and help him. But It's not going to be that simple, it's not going to be that easy, it's not going to be that quick. There's a lot for this kid to learn. I can't imagine we'll have seen the last of Alpha. We also get a tease of what's coming up next issue with more 50th anniversary craziness with a character from Spidey's past coming back. A lot of crazy stuff. And then in the backup stories we have a really cool story by Dean Haspiel, the great, amazing cartoonist, writer, artist. I believe Dean has done the cartoon work for Board to Death. So if you watch the HBO show Board to Death, Zach Galifianakis's character is a cartoonist. Dean actually does all those drawings. I'm pretty sure. And if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry, Dean. But he's an amazing artist, and it's a really cool story. Sort of going on the whole power and responsibility kick that is just part of Spider-Man's thing. It takes place in the past. Really cool. You got to check that out. Then another story by Joshua Hale Fialkov and art by Nuno Plati. And it's a really cool tale, funny little story. Nuno's art is just really cool, really different, a lot of fun, and it's another story with Spider-Man and a kid and sort of looking at some of the similarities Spidey has had to other characters. And you know, if you really look at it, Spidey is very relatable. Everyone has those moments, those points in their life where you can see yourself in Spidey's mask and you've done some things and lived your life in a way and it's it's just a really cool tale. Great art. Really, really dug it. Big fiftieth anniversary. There's gonna be lots of crazy Spider Man stuff coming up in the next couple months, but six ninety two really kicks it off.
2: Next we have Astonishing X Men number fifty three, written by Marjorie Lou, art by Mike Perkins. This is basically the X Men trying to find this Susan Hachi lady who is implanted Wolverine with the bomb that exploded at North Starling and Kyle's wedding. This comic, to me, has everything you would ever want in a comic book. It has explosions. It has love moments. It has Iceman going kind of crazy. I like can hear that nobody can see.
0: Love. That, that panel is crazy. <laughs> yes. Perkins drew
2: the hell out of that. I mean, basically, you just get to know Susan Hachi a little more, and she's a very manipulative person, and it's giving the X-Men a run for their money. She doesn't have powers anymore, but she is very powerful, so the X-Men have to, they can't just attack her, and we'll see where things will go with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good book.
1: The next book is Captain America and Namor, number 635.1, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by Will Conrad. Basically, in this story, Namor and Captain America kind of team up. There's a Thule Society threat, and they have a Atlantean weapon that basically they're trying to get back. There's Nazis, there's people coming back from the dead, there's like a crazy mask that has the power to essentially destroy the, the Earth. And I don't want to give anything away, but when the story ends, it looks like the Earth might be safe, but there's a twist at the end, and you'll just have to read on in the next book and see what actually happens.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Colin's pulling some ideas and things that have shown up in some of his previous books, and really fun stuff. He brings up this group of, you know, like, Illuminati-type characters that are just nasty. Really cool backstory to some of that stuff. And Will Comrade's art, just so cool.
2: Now we have Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe number four, written by Colin Bunn, art by Talibor Talajik. I believe that's the last of the run, right? It like, sure is. I am so sad to see this comic go, especially after this issue, because when they say Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, they literally mean the entire Marvel Universe. That's all I can say without... Ruining the comic, but it's so fantastic. I know you guys were saying it's like the modern day what if kind of thing. It is so awesome. He just kills everybody, <laughs> and he's trying to. You You're know, a
0: little extra sadistic right now. It's just cr- Taskmaster. Taskmasters
2: in there, and they just fight. And Deadpool can kill anybody. Well, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I particularly love the characters he's about to kill towards the end of the, yeah. the book. Really great. I want to see that in like 10 pages. Lots (laughs) of blood and gore. I want to see that really magnified.
2: Yeah, they thought of the best ending for anything ever. It's
0: awesome. Yeah, really great book. Invincible Iron Man, number 523, written by Matt Fraction with art by Salvador LaRocca. It's the third part of the future arc, and this issue is called Swarm. Swarm being the name of the atomic computing initiative that Resilient has put together. Tony Stark's former company. There's tons of threads going on here. You've got Pepper Potts chasing down Rhodey, who's in his crazy armor. She's sort of figuring it out, but questioning everything. Uh, and then you've got her dealing with the rescue armor in a, in a wholly different way. You've got Tony laying out his plans, doing his things, seeing some cracks in the Mandarin's armor for the first time. Mandarin, who's... Been meticulously manipulating so many things, may not be as in control as everybody thinks. Got Stain and all these other villains of Iron Man playing a different role than they have before. I really, really dig this arc of Invincible Iron Man. I think, you know, Matt and Company, they're bringing everything to a close. It's been a long run on Iron Man. They've really knocked it out of the park. They're going to end it on a, a very high note. We have a special section now of This Week in Marvel. It's Blake's section. Blake, would you like to take it? Hello once again,
2: children. Today in the kids' area of <laughs> comics, we have Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 5 written by two stories, one written by Ty Templeton with art by Ty Templeton, and then the other is Jacob Samon with art by Nuno Plati. I still... Love this book. It's supposed to be for kids, but big kids. Right? Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the first story is Peter Parker has finals, and Nick Fury needs him to fight Absorbing Man. He keeps getting pulled away from his finals, and it's one of the best titles of a story I've ever heard of. It's called The Finals Countdown. Classic 80s reference there. No, You wouldn't get it, Kristen. That's cool. But <laughs> Spider-Man keeps trying to catch him. He gets out of... You know, his encasement, because he becomes the encasement. It happens three times. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. It's a great story. The next story is Spider-Man once again, but he's fighting the Trapster who becomes Juggernaut. And if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know. That was
0: cool. He, like, finds a shard. Of the Gem of Sitarak. So he's not full-on Juggernaut, but he's he's enough Juggernaut to be a big threat. But mm-hmm. uh, it was a really cool twist.
2: Yeah, it's a great book, especially for everyone.
0: Especially for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Over in Punisher, number 14, written by Greg Rucka with awesome art by Miko Swyan, we've got Punisher, Frank Castle, and Marine Sergeant Rachel Cole Alves taking the fight to the exchange. No good nicks who've really... Done a number on them, and who Frank's been pursuing for a while, and really dented, and who Cole Alves is looking to get revenge against because they're the ones who have sort of ruined her life. There's a couple pages of preparation where Frank's getting ready for what they need to do. There's a shot that shows the workbench that Frank has. It's got a Cyclops visor, an Iron Man helmet, a Doc Ock arm, and Spider Man web shooter, and some of that stuff plays a role in this book. It's really cool. This just awesome book punisher is just such a strategic mastermind and how he takes out the exchange and works you know to do this it's nuts it's really cool and that's really just elevating their battle right here uh there's a great final line in the book that you know there's a lot more people who are going to get killed next issue love this series so good next
2: we have secret Avengers number 30 written by rick remender with art by mateo scalera I have to say, Mateo Scalera knows how to draw Venom and Taskmaster, this is just a great issue. Venom is fighting Taskmaster. The Avengers wanna help Venom, but they don't wanna give the other villains, they're kinda watching this all take place and if the Avengers come in to help Venom, it seems like strange, cause he's obviously, he's good Venom now, but I mean, he's still Venom. So they have to find a way around it to help him and then it's just a great battle between the two of them and then Hawkeye kind of takes over from there and yeah, it's just a really good story. Yeah, definitely check it out.
0: There's a whole slew of awesome villains in this issue that I really really dug. Remember just likes pulling up really random weird characters and doing awful things with them, to them, around them, using them to do awful things, it's fantastic. All right, over in Ultimate Comics, the Ultimate's number 14. We are full on in Divided We Fall. The country, America, is in a bad state. There's a situation map, a S.H.I.E.L.D. situation map, one of the first pages of the book. The situation is fubar, you guys. It is messed up. Things are crazy. Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and Black Widow are on the ground fighting, trying to stop a nuclear warhead from going off. You've got this behind-the-scenes character manipulating people left and right. The Ultimates are dealing with one problem, but there are three more coming up on another part of the country. It's just crazy. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. Another great issue by Sam Humphreys with art by Billy Tan and Timothy Green Second, Really cool stuff, and it continues the uh, Divided We Fall. Lots more to come from that series. Over in Uncanny X-Men number 17, we get another... AVX tie-in issue. We've been talking about the Sinister stuff for you know a bunch of bunch of weeks and in this it all comes to a head. Sinister London is the location where all this stuff is going down. You've got Danger, Storm, Psylocke, Magneto on one side. You've got the Phoenix-powered characters. Now this takes place a little bit before some of the more recent AVX issues. So you've still got Cyclops, Emma Frost, namor colossus and magic basically captured by sinister it's nuts they've got madeline priors multiple multiple madeline priors i mean sinister has got an army of himself and an army of clones and it's it's crazy how all these different things are going on danger is actually relaying information to unit who's over on utopia unit being a super duper creepy deepy alien robot guy that kieran gillen has created There's got to be something in Kieran's head that is is just wonderful and twisted and and amazing. But you've got one of these Madeline Pryors takes on some Phoenix and it just all hell breaks loose. Lots of chaos, lots of fighting. But it's really great once Emma Frost touches minds with the Phoenix Force itself and basically reasons what is going on. Telling the Phoenix like, hey, you don't want this. This sucks. These guys aren't using you to your full potential. Let's get out of here. And Phoenix is like, yeah girl you're right let's go and sinister's plans come tumbling down but it's not giving away too much because there's so many great moments in this book this arc has been incredible all this run has been wonderful and there's a great last page of the issue which is just very much what avx has been about and or part of what avx has been about look forward to another issue with the phoenix five characters
1: That art was just, like, insane, I thought, in that book. Like, all the explosions and, like, the phoenix that they drew. Like, I just thought it was, like, It's
0: nuts. Yeah, we had Daniel Acuna and Mike Del Mundo on art in this issue, and it's ridiculous. Ridiculous.
2: Now we have Venom number 23, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Tony Silas. Yeah. This was so fantastic, I can't put words to it. Venom is basically fighting Hellstrom throughout this whole issue. There's a twist at the end that changes everything. I oh, I just freaked out. There's another part where I guess Venom is using his his symbiote legs as a weapon as well. He like twists it around someone's head and tries to strangle him. That was really cool. I couldn't stop looking at that.
0: You do love strangula- strangulation. With your symbiote
2: legs, yeah. So, oh, this is awesome.
0: Damien Hellstrom. Love Hellstrom. And just the last page really yeah
2: i don't want to it's giving it away i can't so
0: it's cool because this is colin's first solo issue on venom and you know everybody who loved remender's run will be very happy to know that he takes in a different direction but still picks up on some things and still keeps it awesome and crazy and fantastic
2: it's crazy it still makes sense how they go to that point that's yeah. my, my favorite part so yeah pick it up
1: we also have web of spider-man number 129.1 written by stuart moore with art by damian scott and in this book we see spider-man meets up with the brooklyn-based avengers
0: not just the brooklyn-based avengers the, the brooklyn, brooklyn avengers, the brooklyn
1: avengers. <laughs>
0: self-proclaimed uh,
1: yes and it's just like a fun book. The art is insane. It's colorful and bright and just like very unique looking. So in this book, the Brooklyn Avengers are getting kind of knocked off, and we're trying to figure out if someone is actually killing them or if they're just dying of old age, and it seems that Spider-Man thinks that they're just dying of old age and everyone else is concerned that there could be someone who's trying to take down the Brooklyn Avengers. So, it's just interesting to see like a bunch of new characters, a bunch of different characters than, you know, the typical Avengers that we normally see.
0: Yeah, it, it was really fun stuff. Very sort of Great Lakes Avengersy type characters and, you know, Spidey trying to help them out making sure that they don't get killed, but also humoring them, and there's a lot of elements going on here. Stuart Moore really kicked ass, and yeah, Damon Scott's art is incredible.
1: Then we also have Wolverine number 312, written by Jeff Loeb, with art by Simone Bianchi. This is chapter three of Sabretooth Reborn, Remus. So right now, Sabretooth is alive, Romulus is pulling the strings, and Wolverine is hanging out with another redhead, who happens to be Remus, Romulus' sister. And there's just a lot going on in this book. There was a lot of cool fights, and then there was just a lot of things that... It's kind of like opening your eyes into like what really happened with Wolverine, but we don't find out the exact story. But what it turns out is that everything that Wolverine thought about his life might not exactly be true.
0: But at the same, time, at the same time, it might, might not not be true yeah. because they could just be manipulating him it, and yeah. feeding him lies. You know, that's the thing, like... Romulus and even Remus and Sabretooth, they could say whatever they want. Wolverine is just, he's been twisted upside down, inside out, all around. He's got some of his memories back, but he still doesn't know everything.
1: But at the very end of the book, the last page, he kind of has like this gut feeling that maybe what they're saying could be true. So, I mean, you just need to check it out because it was like, there's just so much going on.
0: Yeah. And Simone's art is just is so good.
1: Yeah.
0: Now
2: we have Wolverine annual number one written and drawn by Alan Davis. I have to be honest, I was not familiar with a lot of the characters in this book, but it doesn't matter because Wolverine is in here in every form you like. If you like naked Wolverine, he's naked. Is that and
0: the normal way you say it? Do naked. you say... No, no, that's Naked fine. You, Nude Wolverine. If like you're just walking out of the street like, oh, hey, man, that guy's naked. Is that normal, or would you just say naked? Naked. <laughs> you definitely say naked, because you, you have to struggle to
2: say naked. Na- <laughs> anyway. He has no clothes on in the beginning, and then he has no clothes on in the end, <laughs> and then the middle is just him getting the crap beat out of him. That's Wolverine. I have never seen Wolverine take it so hard. Uh, can we
0: edit that <laughs> edit that out and loop it over and over and over again? He, he
2: gets so messed up that he has to find a cloak to cover himself up because he doesn't want to see how grotesque he looks. And the thing that Alan Davis does that's so great is you just see a bit of his face and you can just tell how bad things got. And I just love that. This is a great story. Can't wait to see what comes up next. Again, the art is just fantastic. Yeah, this is Wolverine at his, one of his best and his worst.
0: I Unfortunately, this came and I didn't get to finish it. This was the third, I believe it's the final part of the annual stories that Alan Davis has put together for Fantastic Four, Daredevil, and Wolverine with the clandestine characters. I actually haven't had a chance to read this yet, but it's cool to see those characters back in the mix of things and how they interact with all the various parts of the Marvel Universe. Wolverine's naked. (laughs) Yes, he is.
1: And finally, we have X-Men Legacy, number 272, written by Christos Gage, with art by Rafa Sandoval. Within the war of the X-Men versus the Avengers, Magic has banished Rogue to an alien dimension. So, at the end of the last book, she was taken by the Swarm. So, right now, she's one of the only people that can kind of defeat the Swarm, and when they pull her in... She basically finds out all these secrets that they have that that the Queen Bee has that she didn't want the other members of the Swarm to know about because they all work as one and, like, the Swarm kind of keeps everybody in line and basically Rogue finds out this information and tells another member of the Swarm about it and he decides that what the Swarm is doing isn't right and the two of them go off on their own and they're going to try to take down... The Swarm, I mean, that will continue on in another book, but right now it's Trit and Rogue against everybody else. They're kind of on their own, ready to take down the Swarm.
0: Rock and roll! That covers all the books for this week. Time for us to pick our Twims. Blake, you can go first.
2: Either Deadpool kills or Venom. Both of them.
0: All right. I'm going to go with Deadpool Kills and Uncanny X Men.
1: I'm going to go with Amazing Spider Man and Venom.
0: Very good. Very good. All good books. I'm going to pretend I'm Benjamin and I'm going to say Wolverine Annual Number One.
2: Is that your Ben
1: accent?
0: Let's go get some lobster. Hey.
1: (laughs) It's like the Red Sox.
0: Bastin'.
1: Sounds exactly like him. It does,
0: (laughs) Nova Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Nova. So that concludes the Ben portion of this podcast, (laughs) at least for now. All right. So we're going to go to the print collections on sale this week. Thanks to Max Beckman for the list. We have Astonishing X-Men North Star hardcover, Fear Itself trade paperback, Fear Itself Avengers trade paperback, Marvel Masterworks Golden Age Captain America Volume 1 trade paperback, Namor Visionaries by John Byrne Volume 2 trade paperback, Thunderbolts Classic Volume 3 trade paperback, and Wolverine and the X-Men by Jason Aaron Volume 2 hardcover. If I had to pick a twin out of that one, I would go personally with Wolverine and the X-Men. Fear itself is always great.
1: I'd go with Fear Itself Avengers.
0: So it is written. And then for digital collections this week, we've got Iron Man, Execute Program, Onslaught Reborn, Secret Warriors, Volume 2, God of Fear, God of War, Spider-Man, One Moment in Time, Ultimate Hulk versus Iron Man, Ultimate Human, and Wolverine the End. A lot of cool stuff in there. And in single-issue digital comics released on the Marvel app this week, in addition to nearly all of the books that we talked about already, we have Astonishing X-Men, numbers 36 through 43. Guardians of the Galaxy, numbers 19 through 25. You guys will definitely want to read those. And it looks like I guess we have a long run of the recent Guardians books, so if you want to get geared up for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, those are must-reads. also have Moon Knight, numbers 14 through 20, from the... Series from a few years ago, Ms. Marvel Annual Number One, Ms. Marvel Special Storyteller Number One, and Ms. Marvel Numbers 31 through 34. And I love those Ms. Marvel issues. I believe they're all written by Brian Reed. Really great stuff. Blake, why don't you talk about the other digital comics?
2: We have freshly digitized comics released this week Incredible Hulk Number 449 to 474.
0: That's a lot of Hulk guys. Yeah.
2: Iron Man number 82 to 88 and Spider-Man number 54.
0: There you go. All right, we're going to jump on over to Mr. Markstrom who I saw briefly in Los Angeles like I, I got in on Friday to Los Angeles directly from Australia, somehow decided to still stay conscious and I called Mark. I said, "Mark, You're leaving the office, you're going to come with me, we're going to get tacos, and we're going to go to Disneyland, and we're going to talk about the Wolverine and all kinds of stuff, secret stuff that I can't share here, but that's the kind of boss I am. I tell someone to stop being in the office so we can go to Disneyland and work. That's terrible. That's how it is. That's the truth. All right, Mark, take it away.
3: Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom, a.k.a. Stromy, coming at you from a... The lovely sunny Los Angeles, as always, and today I am joined by my delightful intern, Christina Fam. Say hello, Christina. Hello. Very good. <laughs> All right. So, as always, we're going to bring you what's in stores, on airs, etc., etc. Movies, TV, games. First up, there are no new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man or The Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. This Sunday, we're taking a few weeks off, but we'll be back with some new episodes before you know it. But if you're looking for a Marvel animation fix this week, we do have a new superhero squad DVD on shelves just came out this past Tuesday. Christina, tell us about this.
1: All right, so this is the fourth and final volume of the Superhero Squad show. It's Infinity Gauntlet, volume four, and it's the last six episodes of the show. So this one, I've seen all of them. They're really, really cool. It focuses on the Infinity Gauntlet, Silver Surfer. He has Infinity Gauntlet, and the heroes are trying to take it away from him. He has become
3: Dark Surfer.
1: Yes, he has.
3: Dark Surfer. I just like saying that. It sounds epic. Say
1: it again, Mark.
3: Dark Surfer. Uh, yeah, it's got some yeah. really great episodes, including one in which the Squatties become children oh, and...
1: That's my favorite one. And
3: Wolverine has to <laughs> babysit them and it's great. It's awesome. Uh, and that is, yes, the final volume of season two of the Superhero Squad show. Pick it up on your DVD shelves today. We also, in the world of video games, have a new alternate costume for The Thing in Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook, which you should all be playing because it's awesome and great. You can now get The Thing in his Future Foundation costume from Jonathan Hickman's run on the series, which is a personal favorite of mine. So I will probably be getting this costume very shortly because I just love... The design that Hickman and his entire crew came up with for those suits. And that pretty much covers everything this week in Marvel on TV, on air, and video games on shelves, and yada, 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 boop-dee-boop-boop-boop. Boop, boop, boop. We will be back with you shortly. Thank you.
0: Alrighty. Thank you, Mark. We're going to jump on over to news for this week. Blake, what you got?
2: The other day we released images of every single Hasbro bonk that is out right now if you go to marvel.com you can see over a hundred Bonkazonks, pretty much anything you'd ever want so tons of spider-man ones they're great so check them out and oh also Mm. when ryan and i were at c2e2 i had the pleasure of interviewing actor extraordinaire chad michael murray and he's a handsome young man and he likes
0: gambit loves gambit i wouldn't say he like he loves gambit so check that out.
2: It'll be up today, which is two days ago. So we're in the future, people.
0: Right. Like I said earlier in the show, I was away for quite a while. I went to Louisiana to visit some family and then went to Australia to go on to the set of The Wolverine. And I spent two days on the set where they were filming and... Director Jim Mangold was incredibly awesome. He was very cool to hang out with. Welcomed me to the set like no other. The producers, Hutch Parker, who has worked on all the X-Men movies, he was great. He was very, very welcoming. The folks from Fox, Bumble Ward, and all the various people who showed me around and, and, you know just made me feel at home. It was wonderful. I got to watch some film scenes. I recorded an episode of This Week in Marvel with Jim Mangold that will release a lot closer to the movie. So that's going to be quite a wait for you guys to hear that, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. And as soon as we finished recording, Jim had to go shoot a scene. So he was shooting a scene and I was hanging back, taking a note, and he goes, Ryan, come on over here. And he has me stand next to him while he directs. And it was really cool. And it's just incredible to watch someone who knows what they're doing, has a very specific vision for a film, just take control and push it in the direction that they want it. And having a great cast like Hugh Jackman and and everybody else who's on the film just work with them and, and come back and it's like cinematographer. Everybody on the film was just firing on all cylinders. It was really cool to watch, especially that close and you know, I wasn't there with any other media or press. They were just just me hanging out I got to watch tons of scenes being filmed I talked to Hugh Jackman for a little while on the first day I was sitting down in the chair and he comes sits down and we were just chit-chatting hanging out having a good time having a laugh I did get my high five with him. I got photographic evidence of that I will be posting that on the site soon the next day I went to the set wearing a Wolverine t-shirt Stussy Wolverine t-shirt that has John Romita junior art on it and Jim was very pleased to see the T-shirt. He said it's good. It gives them inspiration seeing stuff like that. And then I was walking into where they were filming a scene, and Hugh was prepping. He sees me. He goes, "Brian, flash me!" And I had a button-down on over my shirt, and so I showed. He's like, "Yeah, love that!" And I said I would get him a shirt. So I have to get in touch with the folks at Stussy to see if they have any more. Of those shirts because they're from a few years ago I can get them over to Jim and Hugh you know there are worse things to do in this world <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. but yeah it was really cool I got to put on the Wolverine claws they're very cool I can't talk about those too much right now I got to see all the props I got to see weapons I got to see all kinds of cool stuff I got to see the art department and every you know part of the movie that they're putting together I got to see costumes, really cool costumes, and how they came up with everything. Lots and lots of audio I took, lots of notes. Did a great interview for This Week in Marvel with John Coven, who is the storyboard artist. And he worked on the first X-Men film, so he had a great sort of perspective on what things were like you know, 10 or so years ago and how they are now and, you know, working together. Great stories uh, about Kevin Feige. You'll hear all that on the podcast. Really, really tons of great stuff. And I think I'm even going to Japan because they're filming in Japan. The movie takes place in Japan, so there's no surprise that they're going to be filming there, but if they weren't filming in Japan the set that they created there's no way you, you would know that it was in Japan because the set was so incredible really really great stuff I'm very excited very very excited about this movie I haven't even read the script yet they wouldn't let me read the script that's okay. It's all right. We'll get there. Very cool stuff. Lots more to come in the coming months as we do more for the Wolverine. I'm going to kick it over to Mark for some news on his end of the world.
3: Welcome back once more this week in Marvelites. This is, as always, Marvel.com assistant Aaron Mark Strom, joined once again by the de delightful de-intern <laughs> Christina Pham.
1: Hey, everybody.
3: So we are now going to bring you everything news in Marvel TV movies and games, beginning with the big kahuna, Marvel's The Avengers coming out on Blu-ray on September 25th. We released a couple of new clips from the Blu-ray, including an extended version of a previous scene that you saw when Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner wakes up after falling off the helicarrier, and Harry Dean Stanton of Alien fame and, well, many other fames, is there as a janitor. And poses a very interesting question to Bruce. And then we also unleashed a clip from one of the featurettes on the Blu-ray disc that focuses on the role of Samuel Jackson and Nick Fury in bringing the team together. And... We will be bringing you more clips this entire week, every day, and maybe a couple next week, maybe. Who knows? Come back to Marvel.com every day to see what else we have in store. And in addition to that, we've got some full episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes going up this week. Well, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, the day it goes up, these episodes will already be up. We have an... Full episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, episode 13, called Me Time, in which Spidey tries to get a little R&R, tries to take a day off, take it easy. How do you expect that would go for him, Christina?
1: Oh, there's always a catch with Spidey.
3: There's always a catch, (laughs) and this catch is Dr. Octopus comes to rain on his parade. Doc Ock, voiced by the delightful Tom Kenny, of course, of, well, many, many voices on Ultimate Spider-Man and Superhero Squad Show and SpongeBob SquarePants and a delightful man. And we have a full episode of the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, episode 11 of season 2, Infiltration. This is the beginning of the big climax to the secret invasion storyline in the series. So you can stream those right now on Marvel.com. The Avengers episode, it should be noted, has some great Ms. Marvel action in it, and we love Ms. Marvel over here at Marvel.com West. Christina, tell everyone how much you love Ms. Marvel. I love Ms. Marvel. I forced Christina to read a lot of Ms. <laughs> Marvel comics for she a did. story at one point. But now she loves her because Ms. <laughs> Marvel is a very great character. <laughs> and moving over to video games, we've got some new Marvel Heroes screens that Christina so kindly posted today featuring a bunch of different heroes. There was, who was there? There's Deadpool. There's
1: Deadpool, Wolverine, Scarlet Witch.
3: Scarlet Witch.
1: Iron Man, Cap. Human Torch, yes. Black the Panther, Thing, Hulk,
3: the Thing, Hulk. Excellent. Tons of yes. great characters you'll be able to play as all of them, and many, many more. Once Marvel Heroes comes out, which is still to be determined, we can't say quite yet. But in other news, moving from games back to TV, I guess, we're also bringing you a bunch of Super Squad stories that Christina is actually putting together. She's already done an interview with Court Lane, the supervising producer on the series. Christina, what we got coming up for the rest of the week?
1: So actually Wednesday, we have a top five of the Infinity Gauntlet. So the top five uses that we're seeing throughout the last six episodes. And we're going to choose those.
3: Dark Surfer gets yes. up to some crazy, crazy stuff with the insanity Shenanigans. <laughs>
1: shenanigans. <laughs> and on Thursday we have the evolution of Herbie the Robot.
3: Yes, this will be a history of Herbie, everybody's favorite robot who first appeared in the nineteen eighties Fantastic Four cartoon. And this is another Situation where I am dumping a huge amount of research on Christina's lap and she is going to do it all (laughs) and love her be by the end of it, just like she now loves Ms. Marvel. And on that note, we bid you adieu once again. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again next week. Christina may or may not have made the cut. We'll let Blake make the decision on whether or not she can come back for another tour of duty. So I bid you a fond farewell, a happy weekend, and a delightful week in Marvel. Thank you
0: once more. Thank you, Mark. Now we're going to bring it over uh, to Ben. Ben, give us
4: some of your news. Okay, everybody. It's Ben here with your comic book news for this week on marvel.com of course you can find all this stuff on our comics news section of marvel.com and start out with last week I did an interview with Mark Wade about his awesome series Daredevil specifically about a new villain coming up named Coyote got some cool insight from Mark about not only Coyote but also the nature of Daredevil's villains in general if you know Mark Wade you know he's a smart guy with some cool insight and I really enjoyed our conversation hopefully you will too also last week our interviewer especial Jim Beard caught up with Kieran Gillen and Matt Fraction to talk about the Everything Burns crossover running through Mighty Thor and Journey into Mystery. Those guys are hilarious. They're also very entertaining. They're also very bright. So get some good insight there and get excited for what's going to be a really fun story. Also this week we covered new information on Marvel's print subscription service. We've totally overhauled our print subscription service. So for all of you asking how can I get comics delivered straight to my home, you want to get actual tangible comics that you can hold in your hands this is the way to do it so be sure to check out the marvel print subscriptions we'll have more on that in the weeks and months to come and finally your weekly marvel now update this week was all about the art we started debuting some art we showed very first pencils and inks from all new x-men by Stuart emin we also showed a great splash page from indestructible hulk by leno francis yu we showed some stuff from thor god of thunder by isad Rabik. and we're gonna have more coming your way so more art more interviews, more everything will be rolling out for Marvel now. All right, now we have a very special segment on this week's This Week in Marvel. Uh, We've never done this before. We may never do it again. But one of our best and brightest is leaving us for Greener Pastures, intern Anthony Chanza-Chanza. Chanza-Chanza. This is his final day. Myself and associate producer Blake Garris are sitting here in a room alone with him. We're going to talk to him about his experiences, about his life, and see if we can not impart some wisdom on the way out. Anthony, how are you doing today, man? It's a little sad. Yeah? Actually, it's a lot sad. Is that Just why you're wearing trying. black? Yeah. You know, it's like a funeral. I have to say goodbye. Yeah? Blake, how do you feel about Anthony leaving?
2: No comment.
4: Just to illustrate to the people here, Blake does a dramatic lean-in to the microphone, which... Blake, who complains that the podcast is too long, is adding an extraneous three seconds that we don't need because no one can see it. Just pointing that out there. So Anthony, what would you say were the high points of your internship this summer?
5: Heading out to San Diego with you guys, being able to help out at the con. Really, I was supposed to go there for the live blogs, but I ended up working with Blake almost the entire weekend on the Wirecast live stream, and that was a great experience. And also just working week to week on the podcasts and you know working on the site putting up posts
4: cool what did you learn about how marvel gets things done about the inner workings of marvel while you were here that you didn't know before that we work with
5: such small teams that everyone has so much work on them there's no time for anything else but the job while you're here
4: so you know any fun ever
5: Oh, no, there was lots of fun. There's lots yeah. of comics, but... Because you just you said also... no one has fun ever, all the time. <laughs> have fun, get a couple comics. It's all, it's all work, all yeah. the time. Yeah, but this kind of work is fun, so you're doing what you like. You're doing what you love.
4: Good political answer. Very good political <laughs> answer. What comics that came out during this summer from Marvel did you enjoy the most as a fan?
5: Wolverine the X-Men, definitely. You have all the stuff with Gladiator during the Phoenix with AVX. Spider-Man's been great. And I'm also loving Daredevil. Yeah? What about those comics do you like? With Wolverine, the X-Men, the team aspect, I haven't really been big on team books. I'm always like Spider-Man and everything, just solo books. But really, this is the first X-Men book that has brought a team together for me that I really enjoy.
4: Coming in here, you may have had one idea of what goes into making a good comic book. Coming out, in your mind, what makes the best kind of Marvel comic?
5: It's the dedication from the entire team. It's not just the artist or the writer. It's the editorial team. It's the interns helping putting stuff together. It's everyone. It's not just one person.
4: What do you think about Blake? How have your opinions of him changed since you started? Well, at first I didn't work with Blake much, Mm -hmm. but... Do you miss those days? A tiny bit. (laughs) But Blake
5: is always ready to give more work if I need it. (laughs) That's the worst... (laughs) No, because there's sometimes when I'd be sitting... That's a compliment. (laughs) compliment. It is a compliment because there's some days when I'd be sitting around just waiting for more work to come in. And I'd rather be busy than sit around acting like I have something to do. Mm -hmm. I'd rather actually participate and help while I'm here. So Blake always had something for me to help with. And whenever I worked on it, Blake was always willing to try and get me a byline or anything else. Like, he wanted everyone to see that i did work on this and he wanted to
4: credit me for it (laughs) what advice would you give to someone who wants to intern at marvel or break into the comic book industry
5: make sure that you have some kind of experience working with a website any kind of content management system coming in if you don't know how it'll be an uphill battle for you because you'll be coming in and it's not that you don't have a lot of time to train but you're just given the work immediately and You're sitting by yourself most of the time doing it. You have time to go talk to you or Blake, but most of the time, we're on our own. We have to do the work ourselves, and then we show it to you afterwards.
2: Are you going to stick in the same field, or are you going to go into, like, medicine or something?
4: (laughs) Just going to go to medicine, you know, neurosurgeon. Straight to medicine. In all seriousness, if you could have, after this internship, any job at Marvel, what job would you want? I would probably want to keep working with the digital team, so... So, Blake's job? Yeah, definitely Blake's job. Do you think you would make a good boss for Blake?
5: Yes. We had this discussion once, didn't we? Where I'd yeah. be a 1920s reporter.
2: Do an impression of a 1920s reporter. No, no, no. Reporter. You were
5: doing the impression of the beat reporter. Well,
2: do one for us.
4: Pass. It's <laughs> a terrible impression. All right. Final question. What was the one question on the podcast when you were sitting on the podcast that you would like to give a different answer for than you did in the past this is your chance to take something back and do it better
5: if i was going to go back to one question mm-hmm. i
4: would go with the captain marvel question
5: which one's that who were the
4: captain marvels oh, right, i gave you a wrong answer yeah you screwed that up yeah what about the uh question about the hats
5: oh i don't know would and you I...
4: choose to stay out of that i guess i should right
5: Because it is the most boring
4: moment. The most boring segment in the history of this week in Marvel. You and Oongage.
5: Tim Stevens is pretty proud of it. Yeah? He did give me a tip of the hat today that he was wearing a beret
2: for my last day. Who was your favorite celebrity to meet
4: while working at Marvel? It's probably going to
5: be a tie for Robert Downey
4: Jr. and Nathan Fillion. And what happened when Blake got you an autograph of Stanley (laughs) in San Diego? It got smudged. How did he get smudged me. by you?
5: Because I was so excited to meet Stanley. That's. And that line was getting rushed, so I just grabbed the yeah. uh, card right after it got signed. Did you learn a lesson? Yes, I did. What was that lesson? Don't let Blake near me when I'm doing things. <laughs> I wasn't even around, around it you. You were
4: right over my shoulder. Oh, trying to take a picture of yeah. you and Stanley. No. Sorry. <laughs> All right, All right, you two kids, break it up. All right. In all seriousness, Anthony, thank you for all your work this summer. Yes. We really appreciate it. Anthony's one of the hardest working interns we've had in the last three months. And <laughs> no, but he's definitely one of the most skilled guys we've had. It's been a pleasure to have you. Great Thanks for putting you. up with our stuff. And we hope to see you again in the future. So now we're going to take you back to your normally scheduled podcast. But please keep tweeting at Anthony at Chubanza. <laughs> Give him your well wishes, your advice. job tips because he's going to be out there in the workforce soon and he is a valuable asset to anyone who will have him yes so
0: thank you anthony
4: say goodbye goodbye everybody
0: all right ben was able to record that thankfully even though he was sick on the day when we recorded everything else so uh we appreciate that now the question's time If you're just joining us for This Week in Marvel, you guys can send us all your questions and comments about Marvel or This Week in Marvel, anything you want, uh, using the hashtag This Week in Marvel. Tweet them to me. I'm going to have a new Twitter by the time this comes out. Agent M, no underscore. What? Twitter got in touch with me, like, hey, you want Agent M without the underscore? I was like, sure. The underscore makes it troubling for some people. So I will still have control of Agent underscore M and directing people, but most likely I will have just... Agent M by the end of today. So you can send questions to Agent M, to Ben J. Morse, to Blake Garris, to Strami, but make sure you use the hashtag this Week in Marvel. All right. First up we have from Starblade. Just got back into Spider-Man. Never thought I'd feel sorry for Morbius. I stand corrected. Yeah, you know, Morbius is a great tragic character. He's, you know, good scientist, but also a crappy scientist, and it sucks for him, but he's kind of a creep at the same time, so... It is what it is. Another one from At Starblade in honor of Spidey's 50th. Who are your favorite Spider-Man villains? Ooh, that's a good one. Doc Ock of the last you know couple years has definitely done a lot. I like Electro a lot. Kingpin, while he's more of a Daredevil villain, still, when I was a kid, I remember playing the Spider-Man game on Genesis, and he was the main villain in the game, so that stuck with me for a long time. Blake, Craven for his mm. attire. What? But Carnage
2: as a villain. Carnage is the greatest villain in the history of comic books. That's it.
0: <laughs> so says Blake. <laughs> Screw Dr. Doom. Yeah. To hell with Magneto. Yes.
1: Kristen? I really like Mysterio. Yeah. I just think he's interesting.
0: Yeah. He's very cool. At Dalla underscore Dalata tweeted, Thanks to Blake Garris, I have dropped all my friends that use Luffas. Now I have no more friends left. Hashtag trust no one. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, what happened last week? It, well, in the kids' corner,
2: I just said don't trust people that use loofahs because soap is more trusting. I didn't say don't drop all your friends that use loofahs.
0: You use a loofah in conjunction with soap. Yeah, that's it's not like a loofah... Loofah doesn't make, you know, cleansing stuff on its own. It just helps you wipe away the dead skin. It's, it's helpful a sponge from the sea. It's wonderful. Get your friends back then. I'm going to counter Blake's <laughs> anti lufa campaign and say I am in support of loofahs. Whoa. Yeah. So, there you go. Then we have one from at L underscore Comanche. Tweets, do you know if this was asked? If you could have one character have a solo series ongoing with no canceling, who would it be? <laughs> I love that. Ongoing with no canceling. <laughs> Because that's just impossible. Things happen, fella. Anthony, I want a Cable ongoing series. I always want a Cable ongoing series. I want Cable all the time. The Eddie Murphy song. My girl <laughs> likes to scary. Cable all the time. Right? You know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I, I just want Cable, but that's just me. Blake? Ooh, a Cyclops maybe? Okay. I think
2: he's... If he's been paying attention to AVX, he's got some... Things going on, so maybe maybe that.
0: Kristen?
1: I'd like to see Mystique, like learn more about her. I feel like there's a lot going That's on cool. there. There's
0: a great uh, Mystique series from a couple years ago you should check out. Some of the issues written by Brian K. Vaughn, some of them written by Sean McKeever. Really great stuff, all collected. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. I will speak for Ben here and say, Nova Pop! <laughs> <laughs> he's here. He's, he's here oh, he's... in spirit. <laughs> At BradTheYM tweets, getting caught up on this week in Marvel after vacation and chaperoning at hashtag Steubenville Atlantic Catholic Youth Conference. Thank you, Brad. Another one from Brad. At the conference, we bonded over talking Marvel, and I may need to start lending system for comics. Brad, I agree. Sharing is caring, and getting people interested in comics by lending and sharing comics is terrific. Do it. I, I think that's great. Another one from Brad, my twim for the month where all the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, and he says, Can't share those with teens. Agreed. Good. Very smart judgment on your part. And Hulk number 12. Hashtag thing face dust. Oh, that was a brutal issue. More from Brad, if a character is to get their own book from Spider Island, I would rather have Shang-Chi. Where is he now? Shang-Chi, I could be wrong, and Encyclopedia Ben isn't here, so I don't think we've seen Shang-Chi since Spider Island, but Shang-Chi is amazing, and I I believe there are plans for The Master of Kung Fu, so I will leave that there. Another one from Brad. Who in the Marvel Universe is most like Daniel Bryan? Happy to be caught up. Miss listening to you guys. Hashtag thank you. Thanks, Brad. Most like Daniel Bryan. You know, I forgot to mention, I went to SummerSlam, Just two days ago, I was in Los Angeles and doing some really cool stuff with THQ and WWE games and playing some WWE 13, bumping shoulders with wrestlers, just having a crazy life. And, you know, so we watched Daniel Bryan versus Kane at SummerSlam. Daniel Bryan is so fantastic. He's just so damn good. You know, love him or hate him as a, you know, as a character. He is an incredible wrestler. Just really great whether you've liked him as he was uh, brian danielson or now daniel bryan whatever the case may be so so good now what character would most be like him that's tough i mean someone who is really good but worked their way up got to the top got shafted a little bit but is still you know still up there i have no idea maybe he's a little hawkeye-esque he's got a little chip on his shoulder but he's also really damn good i'd go with that i'm that good yep at Venom3187 tweets, Last week when I said I teared up, it was to Spider-Man, not Deadpool Kills. Deadpool Kills is a great fun read. So, Spider-Man making folks cry, that's okay. Brandon, that's good. Tears. All the tears. At Venom3187 tweets to Blake, Your kid's corner is very funny. There's more fuel for the fire. Keep up the good work. Look at that. Pure compliments to Blake, and Blake is shaking his head. Let me know what
2: you think about Lufus versus Soap. <laughs>
0: You can't have loofahs versus soap. You need soap to have a loofah. This is
2: my kid's corner.
0: (laughs) All right, another one from Venom 3187 ABX is amazing. It was great seeing Hope beat up Cyclops. If you remember, I said I never liked him. Well then, Brandon. I don't know. You got to like Cyclops at some point. Uh Last one from Brandon. I just have never liked Cyclops from the old school cartoon till now. Wolverine is the man. Hashtag Team Wolverine. All right. Look, there's some good Cyclops out there, but I can understand not liking them. I'm definitely Team Wolverine, but still, I respect the Cyclops. Yeah. At Rag Defender 2 tweeted, Last week and this week in Marvel, someone asked if you can confirm that you need Colossus, Scarlet Witch, and Phoenix to finish the Spec Op in Avengers Alliance. I said maybe not. Carlos says, We'd like to say to take Mystique out, yes, you do. That is true, because what you need to do in order to get. Emma Frost at the end of the Spec op is you need to do every single actionable thing in the third mission, the Juggernaut part of the, the Spec op mission. So it means you have to do all the deploys, you have to do all the battles, you have to do all that. That brings out an epic boss fight versus Mystique. Then you have to beat Mystique in order to unlock Emma. I did it the other day, it took a lot of unstable ISO, but boom, got me some Emma and she's awesome. I'm she's building her up I think my favorites of the newer group of characters, Scarlet Witch, without a doubt, and Rogue. Rogue is great.
2: Who's better at the two?
0: Scarlet Witch. Oh. Scarlet Witch, whenever I play PvP and someone has Scarlet Witch, I immediately get angry. <laughs> I immediately get angry because, one, you can almost never hit Scarlet Witch. She has this crazy evasion move called, like, uh, reality warping, where... It seems like four out of five times you try to hit her, she dodges it. Then she has a move where she throws down this chaotic thing and gives randomized debuffs or randomized problems to her opponents and randomized bonuses to her teammates. So her opponents could get, like, poison, fire, bleeding, and everyone on her team could get, like... Increased strength, you know, armor, all these different things. And she has another thing where she casts, like, this magic on her, everyone on the team. And the next hit on them restores health and what? does the reverse of whatever thing it was to whatever thing. So, like, if you go at them with, like, a sword and it has two, you know, bleeding or whatever, it has then protects them against bleeding and restores their health and... And it's, it's, she's so hard to battle. But that's what makes her great.
1: What level do you have to get up to to get to her?
0: She's just purchasable. Oh. You just have to have the shield points to get her. She is definitely worth getting. Rogue is great too because she's got no affiliation. And she's got like... No specialty, so she's neutral, which means she doesn't have any you know negative status ailments against people. But she has a great her second move is she steals energy from someone and then gets their style. So if she's facing a blaster, she'll steal their energy and health, give it back to herself, and then turn into a blaster with whatever bonus, so that she's got extras against you know bruiser. She's great. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Avengers Alliance. (laughs) Where were we? All right. Cheap Graphic Novels at CheapGN tweets, to Go to Wolverine of the X-Men Volume 2. Best X-Book since Claremont Burn. Thank you, Max. At DJ Bo Kikio tweets, Is there any hardcover of Peter David's first stint on X-Factor? Avengers vs. X-Men is amazing, and why aren't all posts read? First point, hardcover of Peter David's first X-Factor. I don't know if there's a hardcover. I don't believe so, but they've all been collected in X-Factor Visionaries. I believe we started collecting those a bunch of years ago. Yes, AVX is amazing. And why aren't all posts read? If that's in regard to the tweets, we you know some of them don't have anything that we can really go back and forth with them. I mean, we're trying to make this podcast a little bit shorter, just a little bit. There's a lot going on. We got to make sure that we can get through everything every week. At GeekFro tweets, can we get a Get Glue check in for this week in Marvel? That's a great question, GeekFro. I will tell Kerry to touch base with GetGlue and see if we can get one of those going.
2: I talked to him last week. Oh, yeah? I think uh, it's easier than we thought. So it's Fantastic.
0: Make it happen, Blake. Yeah. You and Kerry. Another one from at GeekFro. So stoked to find out about War of Heroes. That is a game. Yeah, I'm super psyched about War of Heroes as well. I will have plenty more news on that. Blake and Mark will tackle that for you guys. At Joe tweets... Just bought Executioner's Song for a high price, two-thirds through, and I have never read a book as deep or complex. It's amazing, worth worth the cost. That is right, Joey. Uncanny Joe follows up, saying, Finished Executioner's Song. T'was amazing. Strife was such a great character, so deep. Agreed, Joey. There is a great X-Force arc where the team has to time travel and there's more strife action there but yes i agree strife was fantastic another one from matt on kenny joe i'm considering going to an american university for the single reason that i can't apply to be a marvel intern in england i wouldn't say that's a the only reason you should go to an american university because we have lots of cool stuff here in the in this country but that's a great reason hopefully we'll get to see it at some point another one from matt on kenny joe asking about the internships there's no particular internship that Everybody takes it's really it's the department for us. It's the web editorial or social media internships. Folks who you may hear on the podcast or who work closely for our group, for me, Blake, Ben, and Carrie, uh, that's where they come from. Carrie, our new social media coordinator, was a web editorial intern. Mark Strom, Stromy, was a web editorial intern. Uh, so I'm not saying it's going to get you a job, but. Being an intern is, is a great way to get your foot in the door. At Adams OJH tweets, The final scene of the lizard in Spider-Man number 691 was like the ending of a Twilight Zone episode. Loved it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At X-Wars Josh tweets, To those who did not like AVX10, you need to go back and read Iron Fist. Buy the Omnibus. AVX10, one of the best so far. I agree. Who didn't like AVX10? Y'all are crazy, yo. Cray-cray, as the kids say. <laughs> At XForce Josh tweets, I was late on getting Captain Marvel number one, but on time for number two, and I love this book. Can't wait for Kelly Sue to assemble. Agree times one million, A plus plus will retweet. At XForce Josh tweets, Daredevil seventeen was a great issue. At Mark Wade really knows these characters and handles them with care. Best run in years. Again, you're just you're saying it true saying it true at lex pendragon tweets why is max modell flirting with that other guy i thought he had a partner who gave him his watch lex people flirt can't stop someone from flirting it doesn't mean that they're gonna do something i think max is the stand-up guy and even if he flirts i don't think he'll be a cheater doesn't see that in his character another one from at lex pendragon three days left two challenges to defeat two heroes to recruit and then i get emma can it be done lex i hope it can be done for you I hope it can be done for you. At Laser Mountain Monster tweets to Lex Pendragon that Lex isn't the only one that gave into Twitter just for This Week in Marvel. Hooray, interweb buddies. Patrick and Lex, thank you guys for jumping on Twitter and joining the conversation because of the show. It's really important. It means a lot to us. At TBear220 tweets... To Sean Aston, I listened to your interview on This Week in Marvel, and I would love to hear the story behind the Fantastic Four movie. I
2: thought he talked about it. I thought
0: we talked about it. Did not get in the podcast? No, it's in there. I guess he wants to hear more. Yeah, I guess more. It was a good story. Yeah. Sean was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Did we get our pictures with him? Yeah. I'm sure you did. Did did? I? Both of us. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. At RefGemlin tweets, just started listening to This Week in Marvel 42. Great to hear Kristen uh, reviewing titles. Great work. You got a fan, Kristen? Thank you. Another one from At RefGemlin says, Ben Blake Garris from the extra-long sensor beep content. Made me jump. Thought my iPhone was flatlining. What happened?
2: Ben thought I had said a spoiler, and then he thought it'd be funny, instead of cutting out the spoiler, just to put a long bleep in there. I didn't cuss at all, Robert. Not at all.
0: Alright, final one from Matt Revgenlin says Blake Garris's all-ages corner And this week in Marvel continues to be the creepiest thing I am exposed to each week
2: If that's the creepiest thing You must walk around on rainbow sunshine flowers Cause <laughs> That is not creepy
0: Blake from someone who Watches and listens to you do it every week <laughs> super creepy Ugh. I love it. I think it's wonderfully creepy. <laughs> so at Night 26 has a comment about something I guess was talked about previously in uh, Avengers Alliance. I guess we're talking about how to get the ISO infection or contamination off of your teammates. Yes, you can use the Panacea injection. That gets rid of everything. It's good. They can be a little tough to get sometimes. But yeah, if you use those, you, you should be able to clean up everybody. But really, you should be able to get through a fight without dying from the ISO Contamination. You can get through that longer. Fight harder, guys. Come on, step it up. Another one from At Wolf Knight 26. Which six X Men characters do you find to be the most underrated? How do I choose six out of like 300? Sunder, Artie, Leech, Karma, Boom Boom. Did I already say Sunder? Yes. Sunder's my go to because no one cares about Sunder. I think he's dead. You're on five now? I'm on five. I'll go with Forge. Forge is good, yeah. Ben hates Forge. So yeah, there we go. There's six. I think that's the best we could do without Ben here. At Wolf Night 26 says, besides X-Men Evolution cartoon, is there an actual mutant named Spike on the X-Men team in the comics? I don't believe so.
2: I was wondering that when I used to watch that show.
0: I didn't watch that show when it was on. I've seen a couple episodes since we were posting them, but didn't grow up with it, so. I don't
2: that's know. good. I like it.
0: All right. Another one from At Wolf Knight twenty six. Has Cyclops ever been able to control his powers, like open his eyes without firing any blasts? Ryan, he cannot. I think he's been able to do it a few times thanks to like Jean Grey or someone else like holding them back. But no, he cannot control them. That's his power. That's his curse. Finally, from At Wolf Knight twenty six. What was your favorite episode of the classic X Men cartoon? Oh man, there were some fun stuff in there. I don't remember if it was the episode but there was a whole saga with Bishop. Yes. The crazy Bishop space-time weird craziness. That was, I think, close towards the end of the show. That was some wild stuff. It was really good. Wasn't Forge in there too? I think so. And there was that crazy dude who leapt around and was like giggling and cackling the whole time. Again, without Ben here, we don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of every single character's (laughs) name and history and, you know biography. Sorry. At Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets, hey Blake Garris, four out of five dentists do not recommend brushing with caramel sauce, and that fifth dentist is a moron. Did you say you should brush with caramel sauce? I mean, yeah, but then
2: I asked him about this, and I told him he was wrong, and he just said, no, I'd rather they brushed with chocolate. So...
0: Oh, so Dr. Underscore Spidey says people should brush with chocolate.
2: A real doctor. One out of five dentists. Brush with chocolate.
0: Interesting, interesting. All right, well, I will talk to my dentist of 20-some-odd years, Dr. Piskin, and I will confer with him (laughs) next time I see him. At Simon Sebs tweets, Does Marvel still publish PSA comics? I don't think we've done any. We do some, you know, custom stuff. So we we sort of do, but it's not the same level of exposure. There's sort of special one-offs that we do for specific companies or initiatives, and those are given out, you know, in those certain ways. We don't have the same distribution for them. But there was that collection of Spidey PSA comics we released a couple months ago. It's on my bookshelf, ready for me to read it soon. It's going to be a a task. At Simon Sebs tweets, what are some good stories starring Psylocke? Well, if you've read Uncanny X-Force, that whole run has just incredible Psylocke stuff. Rick and company have done great work on elevating her there's some great stuff during the the 80s in the the outback and the siege perilous and really cool stuff where psylocke was you know her consciousness was put into the body of a ninja and that's how she came to where she is now and all kinds of fun stuff i don't think she has a lot of solo stuff there's some cool stuff when joe mad was on the x-men in the 90s very cool when she had that crazy face tattoo yeah she was macking it with archangel as she does yeah, there's some good stuff out there. Another one from at Simon Sebs. Did you ever meet or work with Dwayne McDuffie during his time at Marvel? Simon, and I have unfortunately did not get to meet or work with Dwayne. It's too bad. He was great. Damage control was, was cool stuff. Someone on my team may have done something with him during one of his last things at Marvel, but it wasn't me unfortunately. At Swagpool tweets to Blake. Peppers are good for kids, just not the swamp peppers Blake grows that he puts in swamp wine that make you YOLO. What is that sentence? What does that even mean?
2: Yes, swamp pepper wine is my drink of choice.
1: I think the pepper thing also went along with the caramel sauce. I think they were saying that Blake was telling everyone to eat peppers and brush your teeth with caramel sauce. What are you doing when I'm not here? I don't think you actually said that, but I think they said that you said that.
2: Yeah, the internet. I
1: don't know.
0: All right. Final two from at tweets... I respect Ben Morris and Blake Garris' enthusiastic embrace of YOLO culture several weeks, months after that was a thing. They just discovered it right before I left on my international world tour, and I saw lots of tweets about them uh, embracing YOLO, so, you know, you only live once, guys. You YOLO'd this morning. I did? You put on the cool shades. Does that have to do with YOLO? That's
2: how it begins. YOLO. That Sean Paul man? Yeah.
0: I had no idea. No, I have
2: no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. I appreciate the fact that he thinks that we're only weeks or months behind the curve. I thought about a year, maybe, but that's nice.
0: Well, good. Final comment question of the week from Tim Stevens. Not to be argumentative, but a is not soap. It's sort of a sponge. P.S. This is payback for calling me a psychiatrist. Tim is... I'm going to... No, I'm gonna don't. I'm going to agree with Tim what? here. I'm going to say Tim is right. You need the soap to enjoy the loofah. You do not need the loofah to enjoy the soap, but I'm the pro-loofah guy here. They are different. They are separate. I just realized
2: Tim is your real-life version of Gambit.
0: Tim looks exactly like Gambit, (laughs) having met Tim several times. I know that he is very much like a Cajun Lothario. That's spot on, Blake. Good detectiving. On that note, I think we're going to call it a day... Thank you to the interns. Thank you to Blake, Ben, Strami, Carrie, whoever else helps out on this thing. This crazy ride called This Week in Marvel. Thank you very much to everybody who listens and tweets every week. We will be back with more next week. Oh, Blake and I will be at Fan Expo Canada. If you are in the great city of Toronto or any of the outlying areas, come to the Marvel booth at the show. Say hi to us. Get your picture with Blake He's a very photogenic man. He loves taking pictures. And you're gonna photobomb. I will photobomb the hell out of every Ron is picture. the king of bomb I love photobombing. So, let's make it happen, guys. High fives, all that good stuff. You know what? I put out a call. Say, hey, come find me at Disneyland. Someone did. Really? Yeah, she was awesome. It was great. What? Yeah. So, come find us at Fan Expo Canada. This is Marvel, your universe.